Hello and welcome to Yours Mentally, a podcast that discusses issues that we all have on our mind but are too afraid to speak on. Our podcast is a safe space for anyone who wants to discover more about and improve their mental well-being. On today's episode of Yours Mentally, we have with us Chetna Chakravarti, who's a life coach. She also specializes in positive action coaching, bio touch and chakra healing. We're so happy to have you Chetna. So on today's episode of Overthinking, Chetna, my first question to you is how can we differentiate between overthinking introspection and just pondering so you need to know that introspection is constructive thinking it takes you from one point to another point pondering over something can it's it's a slightly top level kind of thinking or you may ask yourself some deeper level questions but it will not necessarily elicit negative emotion overthinking your biggest differentiator is the negative emotions that come with it overthinking gives you a sense of not having answers not being in control not um, knowing where you are going feeling lost so overthinking can bring a sense of being overwhelmed you know everything's closing in oh my god this is too much i can't handle this it comes with that introspection is constructive thinking it's allowing you to ask specific questions and you're answering specific questions if your introspection is not in q and a form or in a form of saying hmm that's what i think it is you know drawing conclusions words that say that you're drawing conclusions then in all probability you are sitting in overthinking and pondering like i said is very um it's like daydreaming versus dreaming right they dreaming you're so much more in control the narrative is controlled by you so pondering is that kind of feeling it's like you're you're thinking about anything ha okay maybe but you're not really diving deep into anything so that's how you right. differentiate between the three as a ground rule if your thinking patterns are making you feel uncomfortable uneasy and i don't mean i am i'm feeling afraid so oh my god something is wrong i don't mean that way but if one thought is on on repeat you're not able to counter it that one thought on repeat is taking you towards doomsday like a feeling of doomsday then you are overthinking mm-hmm. so in the previous question you uh, highlighted the negative outcomes of overthinking so can overthinking have any positive outcomes and can it make us realize a few things that we generally won't think of so overthinking very rarely will have any kind of positive outcome because it evokes negative emotions when overthinking is doing anything positive for you then in all likelihood you aren't overthinking you are introspecting or you are constructively thinking so again it's the same thing that i said earlier if you are overthinking you will know it because you are feeling negative and you are feeling like you are running round and round in circles and not getting anywhere right so overthinking causes a downward spiral constructive thinking can take you into an upward spiral so that's what you want to understand right. but then some people or uh, you know they just they just like oh you know only if i overthink and only if it causes like a negative emotion in me will i feel bad about it and then work towards it so do you think that's the right approach to overthinking that's a that's a bad habit at play <laughs> that's a bad habit at play so here's here's the thing okay as um, as teenagers or even as adults right in school over time we learn certain things 
there are people in school who learn uh, to do things on time in a very organized manner there are kids who will mm-hmm. learn to only do things last minute and only under pressure right there are there are kids who generally have great absorption power and have that ability to grasp and hence they sit for 2 hours and they can figure it all out there are children who will sit for um days and hours and yet struggle with a particular subject there are children who will only learn what interests them there are children who will you know struggle through everything so we we are all different in many different ways and our nature starts to get by nurture right if you've heard the two words nature and nurture so there's an inherent nature that you are born with and then there is a nature that you condition or you nurture over time through parents mm-hmm. through schools through friends through experience now depending on what you have nurtured you may be somebody who overthinks your way into things so you'll overthink your way into way towards success right you'll overthink your way to study and then finally stress 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 and give an exam and then score 99% now does yeah. that mean that this kid cannot score 99% if i eliminate that stress he can score it he just doesn't know it he doesn't know any other yeah. way of being right yeah. he or she has only he or she through his or her own experience and the and the voice and noise of his teachers and parents has only learned that if i study and struggle in this manner then i can score 99% if i do anything less than this then i will not succeed so right. it's also a bad habit that has been formed now look as long as you are in school and college it's only about exams when you get into mm. the workforce when you start growing older when you have relationships different relationships to manage and balance and a life to juggle this particular trait becomes more than just a bad habit it becomes extremely heavy so if mm. anybody listening to this believes that you have to struggle to make something happen there is a difference between working hard and struggling they're not the same thing because right, you are working right. hard studying for 6 hours every day for 6 days a week does not necessarily mean you are struggling for 6 hours 6 days a week there's a difference between those mm-hmm. two so don't make working hard into a struggle and don't make struggle your belief system right right so if so, you overthink about a certain activity does it mean that you should stop it altogether like you know overthink about your relationships or overthink about just life in general like if you uh, ask a 17 year old they're probably overthinking if they want if they are going to get into their dream university or something like that uh tanisha smiling she's probably <laughs> overthinking that i know but uh, <laughs> do you think like you know you should stop it altogether like do you think it's a good thing as such i i'll tell you what i'll tell you what fact number 1 is that we can never stop thinking the day we stop thinking we are brain dead or completely dead one of the two things okay sorry to so- sound morbid but <laughs> but we are thinking animals okay so as long as you are thinking you are alive and kicking okay so that's one thing the second thing is you cannot eliminate a habit that has once that has been formed I'm going to say this again you cannot eliminate or delete a habit that has been formed a habit is hard wiring you can replace it by building a stronger habit so you cannot eliminate or delete overthinking okay because somewhere you have learnt that mm-hmm. but you can retune it you can rewire it to constructive thinking to 
um, organized thinking, right? To logical thinking, to rational thinking, whatever adjective you want to put in front of it, right? Ultimately, I mean, if you ask me, it's all forms of constructive thinking, overthinking and constructive thinking. This is where you are at. Mm -hmm. So you cannot stop overthinking. Anyone who tells you don't think that way, it's not possible. If it was that easy, then everybody would just stop. Now we'd press the pause button. It's not that easy to hit the pause button. So any habit that you are trying to change, any habit that you are struggling with, instead of trying to change the habit, focus on building a new and a better habit. So if you are struggling with overthinking, start learning how to think constructively. Now, what is constructive thinking? It's having closed conversations with yourself, which means you ask a question, you answer it. That answer leads you to another question. You answer it. That answer leads you to another question. You get to a conclusion. And you trust your conclusion. Okay, so it's, it's three to five questions that should get you to some kind of a conclusion. That's a closed conversation. Right. Mm. right. Yeah. So, uh, my question over here to you is like, there are some people who overthink and you know, they just put themselves down. But then there are some people who have this attitude that, you know, I'm the best at whatever I do. And I am just better than everyone. I mean, to some extent, I do have that attitude as well. I'm not just going to sit here and be like, I don't. I do have that attitude that I feel I'm the best at whatever I do. Do you think that's a good attitude to live with? So it's a double-edged sword. And I will say this, that everyone should have some amount of it. You'd much rather have, I'm, uh, you'd, you'd much rather have the attitude that says, I'm good at everything or I'm the best at everything, okay, with a good dose of humility and grounding than be on the other end, which is I'm awful at everything. Right. I'll give you a simple right. example, okay, when somebody is in a swimming pool, okay, it's easier to pull them under the water than out of the water. Right. Okay, it's easier to pull the person under the water than out of the water. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, so... If you are somebody who is grounded and yet thinks that I am the best at what I do, then you are also somebody, yes, your risk is overconfidence, your risk is ego, but those are mm -hmm. more easily solvable and you can deal with it in a better manner than somebody who is saying that I am awful at everything and trying to lift that person up. Yeah, it's yeah. very hard to, hard to get people to flip negative self-talk and negative beliefs negative self-talk is one thing but negative beliefs requires a lot of effort so if you ask me between those two i'll take the person who has the has a little bit of ego and has a little bit of know-it-all than the person who is completely down and under but does that close the window for growth when you think you're the best best um which is why i said you need a good do dose of grounding with it because it works in two ways, okay? One is if your ego becomes so big and you become so overconfident, yes, it will close the door. You will stagnate, okay? But what happens with a person like that, that stagnation usually rattles them up again. They'll have a fall. You'll crash. Something will happen, Yeah. right? Because overconfidence will make them trip. Mm -hmm. They'll trip on their own shoelaces kind of a thing will happen, right? Mm -hmm. However, there's also another angle to it that the person who thinks that they are the best at it at whatever they do are also people who often try to better themselves because they are hungry, they are curious, they're adventurous, um, they want more. They're not satisfied with their 
it's not that if they are best at something they are happy and they get lazy they are best at it and now they they there's there's something in their mind that keeps saying but i want more okay chalo now i've done this but what now that what next becomes more and more important for them right so let's go on to the next question next question there's an overthink or overthink everything in his life yes. or just a few important things you have both there are some people who will overthink only certain areas of their life and you have overthinkers who will overthink every single thing a uh, common example of overthinkers who overthink every single thing is a lot of our mothers because <laughs> a lot of our mothers because somewhere um you know conditioning taught them to just worry 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 and worry some more yeah. okay so it taught them that conditioning taught them that so if you want to find someone who overthinks everything it, she's in your house in all probability <laughs> for most of us for a lot of us okay uh, and it's and it's i mean it's i'm not saying it judgmentally but i'm saying as an example uh, people who overthink certain specific things um good example would be a teenager who is um who has just fallen in love or had their heart broken uh, or a teenager who is who has just graduated and is about to get his first job or her first job you know or a teenager who is trying to prove themselves at something now what is happening is you're overthinking about that area of your life that is the most important so right. that's where you are at but the older you grow if you keep you know it's like subconsciously we feed the habit of overthinking right and if you keep feeding that habit you're nurturing it you do you may not want to but you're nurturing it and eventually you start becoming an overthinker worrier you know fear becomes your loudest emotion look people who overthink for them fear is a very very loud emotion and i also want to say this here for everybody your negative emotions are not your enemy and they are not useless they are there for a reason they have very distinct functions fear is there to protect you if you are not afraid that you aren't studying and you are going to fail and you're not listening to that fear then you will fail right but if you have studied and you're sitting in your exam and you're panicking then your fear is telling you where you need to build your strength so your fear is telling you two very clear things it's telling you either you're not doing something or that you need to change something right similarly anger anger is telling you somebody is pushing your boundaries something that you not something that you don't like is happening that's what anger is showing you right. anger is telling you that your uh, someone's crossing the line with you if you didn't have anger then you'd be bullied you'd be uh, pushed around you'd be i don't know beaten up and you wouldn't do anything about it right so anger gets you to protect yourself in that manner anger also makes sure that you have a voice where you should have a voice right it it also saves right. you many times so it's protecting guilt is your moral conscience your own conscious inside what you believe in within you so it's telling you when you have not aligned mm -hmm. to your conscience shame is society's conscience right. mummy said daughter should be like this mummy said son should be like this relative said this is how it's supposed to be society's thing right what makes a person a good citizen what makes a person a good human being that is where shame comes from which is why fat thin body shaming it's all outside right it's external 
Yeah. You're learning you're learning that shame from external. You're not feeling guilty about being fat. You're feeling guilty about having eaten more. But you're feeling ashamed about being that way. So that's an external piece. And your last emotion which comes up which is pain is again protecting you to tell you that something is not right. Something in your life is not right. Something is hurting. Something needs to change. So all negative emotions have a purpose. Yes. It's the reactions right. that we give to it that then cause all our problems. So if you are overthinking which negative emotion is getting rattled, identify that and you'll know what part of you you need to start working on. Right. right. I agree with you a lot. I mean, the whole reason I started this podcast is actually stemmed like from a negative emotion in me. And like there were two ways I either I just don't do anything in life and you know just move on or I do something and you know and I did I, I that's when I started this podcast it stemmed from a negative emotion and I am here when today, you so. use your negative emotion as a fuel it's a good thing however remember one yeah. thing that fuel has to change and it has to be replaced by a positive emotion otherwise you are putting putting um, adulterated fuel in your system you understand it's like mm-hmm. in a car if you yep. if you keep putting adulterated fuel your car will crash eventually in the beginning when it is start mm-hmm. that whatever fuel will help it and it will push it ahead but after a certain point mm-hmm. you need to get everything cleaned up so the the negative emotion has to at some point be replaced by the positive emotion yeah, yeah. right okay so moving on to the last question for today is distracting yourself a permanent cure for every for overthinking and if not what are permanent cures for overthinking like do you think it has a permanent cure as such like you know like uh, if someone goes through a breakup or something his or her friends will be like oh you know what let's video call tonight let's meet let's play games so just all of that do you think like those are cures for overthinking or just you know tackling the situation for the time being so here's the thing okay distraction is one of the tools to help you overcome something but it's a temporary tool it's a tool so that you can regain your own composure if you're going to use distraction as a permanent tool then it's not going to cure anything but yes it will create an illusion of everything being cured because you've literally just shoved everything under the carpet you've hidden it somewhere in in the corner of your cupboard and you know piled up whole bunch of old clothes in front of it so that you cannot see it okay so distraction is never the permanent solution distraction is never the ultimate answer whatever you are feeling whether you have broken up or whether you have not done well in your exam the only permanent solution is to sit with yourself and feel what you have to feel and you take as many days as you need to feel it now when friends call up and say let's do a video call that is support system it should be there hmm. that is support system okay that is you being able to take energy from others when you are low on it so it's a good thing however mm-hmm. your friends distracting you they are, your friends aren't distracting you your friends are cheering you up your friends are giving you the energy that you don't have with you right now that you're unable to generate so no distraction is not a permanent solution and distraction is not going to cure anything i'd also like to say this that this word cure is what we need to drop mm-hmm. if you've broken up with someone you don't need to cure anything you are wounded the wound needs to heal 
okay yeah. but it's not something that has to be eliminated from your life and thrown out also when from life experiences you don't heal by distracting yourself from it or forgetting about it you heal by learning from it by accepting what happened right and and going through the processes look at at 40 when i look at breakups i have a very different mindset at 17 when someone goes through a breakup they have a very different experience so did i we all do yeah. right because i didn't know any better that time i didn't know any better yeah. so at 17 you're not supposed to know any better you're supposed to know this much and you're supposed to experience certain things in a certain way if you're not going to sit in it and if you're not going to experience it you're not going to learn if you don't learn then you're going to repeat the same mistake there's a there's an example that i often give you know uh, i don't know if any of you all have gone for karate classes okay so one of the things that happens in any martial art class is yes they teach you to throw punches and you know kicks and all of that but they also condition your body which means each person stands and the whole class comes and punches you in the gut and they teach you to tighten your stomach or they teach you to do a block right so there are certain things that they teach you which is also called conditioning now life conditions us through tough situations yeah if you're going to choose not if you're going to choose to run away from uncomfortable situations i don't want to feel this i don't want to go through this then you will not live life you have to be able to go through uneasy situations you have to be able to do things that you don't like that don't feel nice as well right and use your negative right. emotions to be your alarm system to be the fuel when it has to be that to be the alarm when it has to be that to let it protect you when it has to protect you you know use it in that manner instead of negative emotions i honestly i don't i i don't like calling them positive and negative emotions i say my positive emotions are my friends my negative emotions are my teachers both are important right okay so well, that was quite a deep uh, yeah. session <laughs> <laughs> uh, so to everyone who's listening if you if you reached here thank you for listening and if you want to reach out to chetna her instagram uh, handle will be mentioned in the description below she's very approachable and as you all might have heard in the podcast very sweet as well so yeah you can reach out to chetna and thank you for watching i'll see you in the next episode